Blog Talk Radio. like saying that part. Welcome to you? the Pet Psychic Radio Show. What? What were you going to ask me, Laura? What, you were just singing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. And we've got the chat room open as usual. Um, I'll be moderating in there and you can type in your questions, talk with other uh, listeners. And right now we got Rock and Roll, Safe Pet Haven, uh, Terry, Washington State, Boo Boo, Guest 2119. We're in there. There's a party going on in the chat room. So join <laughs> us. Um, and we're going to have a special guest uh, later today from the San Gabriel Valley Humane Society. And hi, Laura. What's going on with you? Oh, not much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's uh, going on with Stormy? I I want to know what happened with Stormy from last week. Yeah, yeah, I know. So Stormy, you know, had his little. Uh, he had an ultrasound last week. Mm-hmm. And um. And I I'll have Stormy talk about it because I'm scared I'm going to say something wrong because Stormy gets mad at me sometimes when I say too much or too little or not the right thing. Okay, so for our listeners who don't know, Stormy, also known as Storm King, is Laura's dog, and last week uh, he had to have a, was it an ultrasound or a, was it an ultrasound? Yeah, he had an ultrasound, because yeah. mm-hmm. he's been coughing, and um, his liver enzymes were, like, completely out of control, and and um, and I am, like was really paranoid about it because he's uh his chest x ray looks good and everything, which is really good and his throat looks good. Mm-hmm. Um but I really wanted him to have the ultrasound. So he had the ultrasound yesterday the other day, last Thursday, and I'll let Stormy say what what happened with that. Hey Storm Stormy, what do you want to tell everybody about the ultrasound? Let me try how you think about this. Tell everyone I'm really healthy. And they didn't find anything in there to worry about. Is that all you want to say, Stormy? You can tell them that I have a lot of herbs to help me. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking more herbs than my mom. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah. Now <laughs> it is. Well, I will tell you this, that Stormy's being really positive because we are really positive in this house and we believe in health and well-being. And and um, the other day I did this talk at um, the OI Healing Center and and uh, the question of how a Stormy's ultrasound came up at the talk. And so Stormy answered that the other day as saying that he's, he's really happy that he got his body checked because then he knows um, now we know what to do to help his body more. And then he also said that sometimes um, a dog's body can look worse in an ultrasound than a dog actually feels. Mm-hmm. And so, but now he has a really firm power. He believes in the power of belief and that our belief is that he is getting healthier and healthier every day. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's totally awesome. Yeah. I think um maybe you know Storm King can just go on lectures and you can just translate. I know. I think so too, really. It's really I cool. Think- He's got so much to say and I you know, we always do that, you know, words of wisdom at the end and I have to say I think Storm King always has the best things to say. Oh, Stormy, did you hear what I said? He says he thinks you're pretty clever, too. <laughs> Thanks, Storm. <laughs> he, he, thinks you, he thinks you have a magical inside. 
<laughs> Thank you. Aw, good boy, Storm. So yeah, everyone well, so everyone, so everyone can imagine what Stormy looks like. He is an Australian shepherd that looks very big for the breed, and he has a tail, and he has a funny hairdo, which means he sort of looks like he has a puppy cat. And he ha- he looks like he's wearing a tuxedo. He has white on his paws and white on his chest and is, like, white under his neck, and he's all black. And um, And I want everyone to imagine him right now extremely healthy and vibrant. Mm-hmm. Why is that sound storm? I forgot to mention that he has soulful eyes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, you were? He probably picked yes. it up from you. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say right now, is that you forgot to mention the eyes. Important, most important. Oh, he was talking to you. <laughs> so I also I want to say something because... Um, you know, I was thinking a lot about it because when you find out something's, like, wrong with your pet, right? Like, mm-hmm. I totally had, like, a a day of, like, oh, my God, like, freaking out, you know? Like, um, like I every free moment I was either on my iPhone, my iPad, or the computer Googling. And um, I've had these dreams, like, all week about about being positive versus being negative, Mm-hmm. And um, it's really interesting, like, in the dreams, I have these dreams that there are people that are suffering more than Stormy and I, and um, but they have a really positive attitude, and so then their life looks really happy and wonderful. And then I wake up and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm not being positive enough. So, mm-hmm. um, so every moment, like, I catch myself having, like, a fear of the future or, like, getting a another thing Stormy was talking about he's like I'm not attached to my body like I'm not attached to like the diagnosis or like the disease in my body and that's why we're not putting a name to it now so he's Mm -hmm. so I think it's so important it's like my unconscious keeps bringing it up too it's so important to just constantly be thinking happy thoughts and that you know thinking positive and and working towards health yeah, I think that's really cool what you what Storm says of not, you know, being attached to it. I mean, that's really that's really hard not to do for anyone. Yeah. And I think that's really great that he's able to do that. Yeah, he gave me this big smile and he's like, "Well, it's okay. I'm not attached to it." Mm-hmm. Okay. He really does good. have words of wisdom. It's so amazing. It's really amazing. He is the coolest dog ever. Yeah, he is. He's so great. Well, we I think, you know, we'll all wish him, you know, the best. I I always imagine him and I always see him in my mind as the vibrant, happy storm that I know. Yeah. Oh, so. and the other the other thing he said, he was like, "You know what, mom? He's like my spirit lives wherever it is. So, I'm going to be happy here or in heaven." And he mm-hmm. says like he goes Remember Joey, who was our cat that passed away last year? And you remember Maya, who was our dog that passed away two years ago? He says, when they died, they were ready to die. So I'm not worried. And it's so true. It's like we're, like, worried now because he's not ready to die now. But, you know, Mm -hmm. when it's time for him to go, he'll be ready. Right. Right. That's good. That's really important. Well, that is good. I'm glad he's doing well and that you guys are thinking positive. Thanks. And you've been well, I? Yeah. Sorry if there's a noise in my house. That's my dog Ripley um, eating a bone on our wooden floor, so it's kind of loud. Um, Okay, she just went to the carpet. (laughs) Oh, she heard you. I'll be quieter. I'll go to the carpet. Yeah. Well, I was just talking to Laura earlier, um, you know, about how I wanted to apply for this AV assistant job at PETA. And you were telling me, did you tell them that you work on um, the Pet Psychic show? And I said, no, I said, I, I on my application, I wrote, it's an animal radio show. Yeah. And- <laughs> I got mad at her for that. I was like, what? You're in, like, fairs? 
that you're working for a pet psychic? Well, What's you know, if, that? You... If, I can't, if I can't even get you to, like, back me to PETA, like, how am I going to get the rest of the world to take me seriously? <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> this is my point. You know, the application is online. It's typed. My name already is Aiku Suhara. Like, a lot of people don't know what that is. They don't know who I am, if I'm yeah, a boy, so I'm a girl. And then I'm all weird. It's already weird. And then, you know, they're like, oh, and also I work on a pet psychic radio show. What's wrong with that? I... There's nothing wrong with it to me, but I don't know who is there. I don't know if there's some, like, non-believing, you know. No, I'm, I'm so serious about this. Do you understand that this is what I'm up against? No, because, I know. I see I what mean, you're up against. It's, it's PETA. very difficult. It's PETA. They dedicate their lives to animals, and so do I. Exactly. And, and you're still hiding me from them. No, I wouldn't hide them if I went in there and I was able to explain <laughs> the you know what the radio show was and who you are in per, you know and I'm if i was offended. able to i'm sorry to offend you but well, it's not because i'm embarrassed of you it's because i'm not sure of what i understand it i understand cuz it's the way everybody else is exactly it's because there are non-believers there are people who are skeptical people who are not even willing to open their minds to it. And I don't know if the person who is reading my application is that person or not. All right. I understand. I'll support you. But once I'm in there, we're going to infiltrate. Okay. Great (laughs) animal behaviorist, then. That's not a lying. No, that's not. Animal behaviorist. Okay. Taking note. Animal behaviorist. I will tell them all about how I know about the calming signals from you. That's right, and how you can help all those animals being rescued and in the laboratories. And... Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to our first caller. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of callers to get through today. And uh, for our callers, I'm going to, uh, because I haven't screened any of the calls, I'm just going to yell out your last four digit. Like our first caller is 6940. So you're going to be on shortly. What I want you to do is just go right into it. You don't need to say hello. Just come right in and tell us that uh what you know who your animal is if they're alive or dead what they look like how old they are um you know what their name is male female uh just describe your pet and what your question is and usually we only have one topic question so whatever your question is we can't go on and on and on so 6940 here you go who's your pet hi Laura Latasha Oh, hey, Latasha. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. So you've you got a peeing problem still. Yes, he kicked it into high gear after he got after we talked. And um, my husband, who I've been trying to convert, is a skeptic about your abilities, and I'm just your biggest cheerleader. And I was just like, you know, so he's just like, see, see. And I was just like, you know what? I was like, she's not a miracle worker. That's <laughs> what I like, am. Yeah, but Scotty, in the end, he's his own person. He's going to do what he wants no matter what anyone says. But he's still, he's now he's starting to pee even more. And I'm just thinking maybe he needs dog training classes. But I just kind of want to know what's going on. I know. I wonder if you should get him tested to see if he's a urinary tract infection. Uh, oh, I didn't Is he drinking that. more water? Mm, not, not more than normal. Is normal a lot, do you think? Is normal what? I'm sorry. It, like, is normal a lot? Do you think he drinks a lot of water, just in general? Not really, no. I don't think oh, okay. he drinks a lot of water. Okay, so tell everyone what he looks like again. Scotty is part rat terrier, part chihuahua, and he is black and white with black spots. He looks like a little Dalmatian. Okay, I'm going to ask him why he's peeing. says, I have to pee because I'm feeling strange. I just can't stop. He says that he has to lift his leg. Wait, hold on. Is he lifting his leg on everything? Yep. And he's neutered. He's already sick. Yeah. 
I just feel important when I do it. It's making me feel stronger, and then Dad's talking about it all the time, and then Mom's talking about it all the time. I don't know what I should do. Is he doing it when you're in the house? He waits until we leave. We've never seen him do it. He'll either, it's either, I think, at night, like, well, Richard will get up if he gets up, or it's when I'm not here and I come home and I find he's peed in the kitchen or he's peed on a bag. But when we're here, he'll go to the bathroom outside. Oh, so a lot of the times when they do it when you're not home, it's because they're feeling insecure. And then them putting their scent on everything makes them feel better. So, and it could be like an unconscious behavior on their part. So, how old is he again? He is two years old. Mm. I'm wondering if you you should confine him again and put him back into puppy training if he's doing it mostly when you're not home and if he's doing it in the middle of the night. Like, start creating him or tying him to the bedpost so that he needs to wake you up or give him a smaller area. Is can you can you section him off in the bedroom? I mean, can you section him off somewhere in the house? Yeah, I mean, we could put him in the bathroom when we're not here. I just hate doing that. We like him and Elvis to be together, you know, but Yeah, but if he can't behave, then and dogs, the reason why you put them in a smaller space is that dogs won't go to the bathroom in their own space. And yeah. I, that's why we do these things. And if he's continuously doing it, and we've mm-hmm. spoken to him and been really clear not to do it anymore, and he's still doing it, you need to go back to puppy training. And if you don't think it's something medical. So okay. um, I would go back. And if you don't want to close him into the bathroom, put get like a baby gate and put it up. Oh, and you. He- He'll climb it. Oh, then close him in there. Then close him yes. in there. Yes. Um, and then Elvis spoke. So. The, the other thing that's really, really important for people who have small dogs that they do this all the time, they'll put pee pads in the small area. Like they'll get an exercise pen, like a playpen for the dog, or they'll section them off in the kitchen, then they'll put a pee pad in there. If you do that, then you're teaching your dog to go to the bathroom in their own space. We which have is, potty patches, and... We have two of them, and, Rich, and, and Elvis knows to use the potty patch. Scotty, he never picked it up, and that's why we got the doggy door, but he still, he, he's even once tried to pee on the doggy door right in front of us in the house. Oh, yeah, you got to go back to puppy training. Yeah, so he feels like he can't control the urge. He just feels like he has to put his scent on everything is what he Yeah, does. but that makes sense if he is left alone because then he's probably just a little insecure. Well, and so I'm, he's feeling... I'm I mean, I'm home with him, and he is with me all the time, and when I leave, he gets sad and he cries. I don't want to go in the bathroom, he says. Don't put me in the bathroom. (laughs) You have to go in the bathroom because you're peeing everywhere, and peeing everywhere is disgusting, and Mom doesn't want to have to pick it up, and it's making Mom and Dad very angry, and it's making them upset with each other. He has to go only outside. Mm-hmm. And tell him that Dad's threatening to make him an outside dog if he doesn't quit peeing. Yeah, and want Dad that. wants to lock you own wants to have you only outside, and you can't come inside because you're peeing in the house. You have to go only outside. I don't want to be only outside. I'll tell you something with the dogs that are really young. You know, and they don't have years and years and years of being, you know, knowing house training. And the little ones especially, you've got to go back to dog puppy training. So, okay. So what I'll do is I know he doesn't want to be in the bathroom, but I mean, and it's only when I'm gone for short periods of time, you know, I'll just put him in the bathroom with the potty pad with his favorite No, 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 no potty pad. No potty pad. (laughs) No potty pad? No potty pad. Because if you put him in the bathroom with a potty pad, you're going to uh-huh. teach him it's okay to go to the bathroom in your own space, and it's not okay. Because oh, the so house is your space. Oh, so put him in the bathroom with nothing. No pee pad, no. Hmm. That might be the problem. The pee pads might be too close to your living space, and so you've been teaching him to pee in the house. 
I mean, we haven't had it in the house for a long time because we have we've had the doggy door. Okay, good. No pee pad in the small space. Never. So it's only it's only if it's a bigger space. Yes, I'm not a huge fan of pee pads in the house. To be honest with you, and if you do have them in the house, you should be putting them like in a in a litter box or somewhere where that it's really clear that the dog has to step up and into it because otherwise then they start confusing them with, like, bath mats, kitchen mats, um, okay. small rugs, towels on the floor. They start to confuse pee pads with all those other small square things. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, keep, keep, keep telling him, pee only outside. Pee only outside. Okay. Thank you, Laura. Okay. Keep us posted. I think also the um, important thing to tell the dog is if the dog stops peeing, if the dog can just go outside, then it can doesn't have to be in the bathroom, right? Exactly, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, true. So, that's true. Yeah, let's tell him that. So yeah. if he, which I think I told him last time, mm-hmm. but um, if he goes to the bathroom outside only, then he can have free run of the whole house. Exactly. Picture them having free run of the whole house. Mm-hmm. And it's so true about that pee pad in the area because I have friends' dogs that come over and then they pee on my carpet because they think um, they think that's a pee pad. Yeah, because yeah. they're used to doing the pee pad inside the house. And you know, I always try to tell my friends who have pee pad dogs that like, no, that's for training. It's not supposed to be like a, you know, a forever situation. Yes. And if it is going to be a forever situation, yeah. they should really put it, like, in something so it's very distinctive, like right, in right. a litter box or in a box of some sort or mm-hmm. right. So right. really clear and away yeah. from the living space. Like, people mm-hmm. who put the pee pads, like, just in the middle of the living area where everyone hangs out, and then that's teaching them to go to the bathroom where everyone's hanging out. Yeah, exactly. Just like, you know, the same you would for a cat litter box. Usually you put it away in an area that's not, you know, in people's living spaces. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the other good thing with house training, the other thing that you should do is take them outside and tell them, go pee-pee, and then when they pee, praise them, and then mm-hmm. bring them back inside. So don't yeah. play with them outside right after they pee. And then when you praise them for going pee outside, you want to do it really softly, like, good pee-pee outside, mm-hmm. good pee-pee outside, <laughs> and then take a breath, good pee-pee outside. And you can stroke them from head to toe, but not like, woohoo, good pee-pee outside. Because if you get too exuberant, then they're not paying attention to what they just did. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's really good. I know that's like a huge common uh, question among pet um, people who have pets. So try those tips, people. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to our next caller, Sarah from Santa Barbara. Hi. Hello. Um, Hi. I'm calling about Leo, my sable Burmese cat. Um, and I called in um, about three weeks ago. Uh, about Leo, and he was very, um, very sick. And we talked about his birthday coming up, and I, by mistake, said April, but then I corrected it and said, you know, that it was June 3rd. And um, Laura spoke to him and asked him whether he could wait to his birthday. And he, he, he replied that, Mommy, that seemed like a really long time, and it was, because that evening... That that Thursday evening, Leo, he would not accept his pills or his food in the syringe. And the next morning, it was the same way. And the next morning, his nothing, none of the pills were working, and nothing seemed to be working. And his breathing was getting, the contractions were getting so bad. I got panicked, and I decided that I did not want him to, to suffocate over the weekend. So... Um, that afternoon, I took him. I took him to um, to my vet, and they euthanized. It was the hardest thing. I've ever had to do. I'm so sorry. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I know it's so hard. It's so hard. But I, hard. I wonder if I even waited too long because 
there's a part of him that seemed to want to be here, but I felt like you know, there's a lot of him that was suffering, but it became very clear. And and the last time we talked, you told me that he would that he, he that he was would show me and that I should pay attention. Mm-hmm. He would show me very clearly that it was time. And, and did you that. did you feel like you got that from him? Yes, yes, because he just when I held him in my arms to 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 feed him, he just his tongue stuck out, and then he just like he did these contortions and sort of his whole body was just and he and he got so he was so weak that I don't even mm-hmm. think he could. I don't think he could even swallow the pills. Mm. I want to tell you, I get him. He's here now, and he says that he wants to tell you that heaven is like a really soft blanket, that he is lying in a really soft place. And he says, Mommy, you didn't wait too long. I wanted to stay with you until we were both ready. I wasn't scared when we were together. He says, you cradled me all the way to heaven. And it's a really beautiful image. It's almost like you were holding him as he rose to heaven. Yes. And then I jumped out of your arms and rolled around. He was cremated with um, some feathers. Oh, and, nice. and a little flannel blanket. Oh, yeah. Was- so it's like in heaven there's a flannel blanket. It's sort of like that's where he is lying in that stuff. Well, the flannel blanket was given to me when I was a little girl uh, for Christmas with my with a doll and a doll cradle. And I've kept that I've kept that I've kept that um blanket all this time and I used it in the in, in, in the blanket in his stroller. And he this last year when I had to push him in a stroller cuz he really was so sick and so yes, that's that comes he, up. He also says that Mom, here in heaven, there's lots of people smiling at me, and I'm not alone. Oh, they must like him. <laughs> people are good to me here. Well, well and he ever... says that there's another cat there, too, that's like a brown color. Mm-hmm. And she's really nice to me, too. Do you know who that is? Yes, I do. How mm-hmm. amazing. Mm. Um, that's Arabella. That was our Burm- my children's Burmese cat when they were growing up, and she was brown. Oh, that's How amazing, nice. Laura. Oh, I hope this is... Uh, I'm going to look at the archives afterwards and write this down word for word. This is amazing. Did, he uh, says also that at nighttime he curls up with you. <sighs> and you're not alone when you're crying. And he says he can reflect light. It's almost like he can move like a shadow or a flicker of a light on the wall. Uh-huh. What is he all right there, though? Are you safe up there? Mom, I'm very safe. Will he ever come to And he also me? says my life with you still lives on, so that means that he's still very connected to you and he's going to remain connected to you. Aw, that's really, died? That's really, really come to visit me. Yeah, all the time he says. And this, is all he, the time. Is he my guide? He says he's your best friend. You, Lord, you know about this book, uh, and I told the author about you. It's called Animals in the Afterlife. I've been reading. Oh yes, I do know that's a wonderful book. Kim Sheridan, I'm reading that. It's so helpful for other people too. It it's, is. It's a wonderful, it's, wonderful book. It's it's really, really great. She's making a movie, do you know, and you must be in it, so you should call oh. it. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Thanks so Sarah. much, Sarah, for calling Thank you. in. And I'll look at the archives for this whole thing, all right? Okay. Okay. You Lots of well. love, guys. All right. Thank you. Oh, Leo. I told I Leo to fly high. Oh, good. Uh, oh. So uh, our next, uh, we have our special guest on the line here, Pat from the San Gabriel Valley Humane Society visits us again. Um, so hi, Pat. Hi, Laura. Hi, I. How are you? 
Hi, Pat. Thanks for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Your last caller touched me so much because I lost my little beloved Roxy three years ago, and it feels like it was just yesterday. It still hurts that much. It does, doesn't it? It sure is. Do you feel Roxy around you? I always, yes, always. That's nice. That's nice. Thank you. So, so tell us, Pat, tell us about your organization. Okay. Our little shelter is going to celebrate its 88th anniversary this June. We're quite excited. Um, and to celebrate, we're going to have a pasta dinner. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Should be quite yummy. Ooh, what um, is that? Um, it's going to be June 23rd. So if everybody watches our website, um, they'll see the date uh, once all the plans are finalized, and if they'd like to come, they're more than welcome. So we'd and love to have everybody. Website? It's www.sgvhumane.org. And I know a lot of people don't know that um, we almost closed three years ago um, as a result of horrific management over a number of years. So. We're very, very fortunate and happy that we're still here to care for all the animals that we care for. And we get in about 4000 a year, believe it or not. Oh, you do? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you take dog, you dogs and cats, right? We do dogs and cats. That's right, yes. Yeah. And we're hoping, hoping, hoping that somewhere there's a guardian angel. We need to rebuild our canine kennels desperately, and we already know exactly what we want or what they want. They kind of told oh. us what they wanted. They want yeah. indoor, outdoor kennels. So we hope, we hope that by our 90th anniversary, we'll be able to raise enough funds to build our new canine kennel. Oh, wow. I know, yeah, isn't that that's exciting? Yeah, really exciting. Gosh, how many kennels do you have there? Are the, are the animals, do most of the animals live there? Do you have any in fosters? Or? Uh, no, they all live here. We mm-hmm. um, generally have about 150 dogs. And our big dogs all have private apartments to themselves. And our little dogs, they share because they like to be together. Um, and then cats, we generally have about 130. And wow. we've, Oh, I know. We've got two living environments for them. We have Meow Manor, where they live in a community environment by sex and age. And it's kind of set up like living rooms. And then we have Minnie Matter and Kitten Caboodle, and that's where our uh, kittens live and where our cats live that don't like to share. Oh, how wonderful that is. <laughs> oh, sounds so, like such yeah. a beautiful place. Yeah, we love it. We love it. We look old, but our animals are so happy. <laughs> oh, so important. I, I agree. I agree. Okay, so tell us about Oprah, the dog you'd like to talk to today. Well, Oprah was picked up off the streets, and she was actually picked up um, the same day with two other small dogs, and um, we named them Gail and Stedman, and I don't know if anybody recognizes <laughs> what that's from. But Gail and Stedman already got adopted, and Oprah can't understand why she hasn't gotten adopted. I know um, she's really adorable. Oh, I mean, she's cuter than a button. <laughs> she really is. And how yeah. big is she? She's very small. She's probably only about seven inches tall. Um, I won't say what her waistline measurement is because it's a little on the chunky monkey side. Um, but she's definitely a lap dog. She's very little. And she's oh. a rat terrier. She's definitely a purebred rat terrier. We can't believe nobody's missing her, but they aren't. And and she's oh been with goodness. us since last September. Oh, she has? I'm so surprised nobody snatched her up. She's I know. I know. I don't know why people hesitate when they see a senior dog. Well, she's only six. She's but not she's really only a six. That's not really a senior. No, she isn't really. Ten or eleven. Yep, and she's on the chunky side, so she needs to go on a diet. But aren't we all trying to diet? So maybe somebody who wants to diet can diet with her. Yeah, my vet one's called Stormy, constitutionally large. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Um, our vet didn't use quite, quite such nice words for Oprah, unfortunately. <laughs> but she's 
actually lost some weight. She's lost about um, two and a half pounds. So the oh, diet is working. That's a lot of weight for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so what do we want to ask her? Well, we definitely like to know what kind of home she'd like to have because obviously the people that she's seeing might not fit her requirements. Oh, okay. Okay, let's get her. Hold on. And do you want to explain to everyone what she looks like? Yep, she's primarily all white, and she has a tricolored head. So she has a black uh, forehead and nose and ears. She has two little tan-colored eyebrows above her eyes, and then she has a little bit of tan and white on her cheeks. She said that she used to be able to run, but now it's hard for her and she wants to again. It's like every time I move, I feel lazy. I don't like feeling lazy. I like running around and playing. She doesn't have a thyroid problem, does she? No, we tested her, and she's just fine. Do you think she's like, did you get her off grains? Maybe she's like grain allergic. Ah, good idea. We should try that. She said her teeth feel better since she's been there. Did you do anything with her teeth? No, we did a dental. <laughs> oh, you did? We they feel did. better. <laughs> <laughs> These people are so nice to me. I had a nice home before, but they forgot me. They just left me at the store. I was outside with them, and they just left me. And I know they were worried and missed me. That's weird. You would think they would find her, right? I know. I know. I'm hard to find because I'm little. <laughs> they used to always say that. Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a mother and a daughter. Mm. Do you know that people can be mean to dogs? I never had anyone mean to me. Oh, good. But there's a lot of dogs here that have. Mm -hmm. I know. How sad is that? Uh, let me ask you what kind of people she wants. Okay. I want the kind of people that sit with me and walk with me. I don't care if they're male or female. I kind of like those men that live together. I think she's talking about gay men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone? Did any gay men come into the shelter looking? They did. They did, and they oh. they wanted to adopt her so badly, but they weren't in a position to right now. Oh, she likes them. She wants them. <laughs> Yeah, you should play the radio show for them. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> we still have their info. <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. They were nice because they looked at my eyes and they saw me for me. Mm -hmm. It's important to have that in a family. Yes. I don't need to be the only dog. I can share. I also like to watch TV. <laughs> I don't like pushing on the sides of my stomach. That makes me hurt. Mm -hmm. I don't feel self-conscious about my weight. I just feel lazy. I used to have more energy. Aw. I know. Sweet little thing. I know. I'm going to find a great home eventually because I deserve it. She sure does. Aww. That's so <laughs> sweet. She sounds like the perfect dog. She is because she doesn't really bark at all. We've probably only heard her a couple of times, and it's really just as a greeting to us. 
Um, and she's just so sweet, and she's so attentive to people. She gives them her undivided attention when you're with her. And we let her. We have a little meet and greet area that looks like a little park with a park bench and trees. And she runs in there really fast. She gets this real burst of energy, and then that's over. <laughs> she wants to keep going. Oh, yes, she does. Oh. Yeah, maybe it's grains and potatoes and corn that I'm are making talk- her. Yeah, I'm going to talk to our staff because we can switch her diet and see. We have her on um, weight management now, and that's working, but maybe the grains could be a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us if people are interested in in, uh, seeing Oprah or any of the other dogs and cats that you have, how do they go about doing that? Well, they can certainly look at all of our available pets on our website or on PetFinder.com, but we'd love them to come and visit in person because it makes such a difference when you actually see them and see how cute and loving they all are. We're in the city of San Gabriel. We're at 851 East Grand Avenue in San Gabriel, and they can call us for directions at 626 Two eight six one one five nine. We're here Tuesday through Sunday. We're open on the weekends from ten to four thirty. Oh, and your website again? Our website is sgvhumane.org, and we have a Facebook page too with lots of great stories of adopted pets from our shelter. Oh, wonderful! Uh huh. Oh, Pat, thanks for calling in and being uh- on the show again, and for all that you do. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. You have such wonderful insight for all the animals. They're very lucky to have you talk for them. Thanks, Pat. And keep us posted on Oprah. We want to hear what happens with her. I I sure will. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, Pat. Oh, Oprah is so cute. (laughs) No, she really is so adorable. I'm so surprised she's not snatched up, like, instantly. I know. So... Um, anyone in this area, in the uh, Los Angeles area, you know, or San Gabriel Valley, come to sgvhumane.org to check them out. Um, all of uh, our pets and guests and everyone will be on the petpsychic.com uh, as well. So go to Laura's thepetpsychic.com. And we also have our Facebook page, which is Pet Psychic Radio. Uh, so check that out. Um what was I going to do next? Oh, yeah. Um, in our chat room, I don't know, a few weeks ago we had that really sad um, story about the caller with the uh, dog, Theo, who died from falling off the roof. Do you remember Theo? Oh, yes, black. I do, yeah. Yeah. So um, that was Anne who called, and Anne's in the chat room and just wanted to check in with Theo, see, uh, you know, what he's up to, how's he doing in heaven and you know. Okay. She says, okay. Um, uh, what is he doing in heaven? And see if he had any guidance about how to find him. I know he might not know, but we are thinking we'd like to adopt a dog soon before I start working. So. Oh, okay. Hold on. You know what? I'm having a great time here. I've been doing a lot of exploring. I've been walking around the city and the country, and I've been learning about different environments, and it's really interesting how noise affects dogs. When I come back into life, I'm going to be so aware. It's interesting, I don't know if Theo was noise sensitive when he was alive, but sometimes what they do is they, when they're in heaven, they practice, um, like if they had any issues here on earth, um, then they practice in heaven what those issues are. So like if he was a little noise sensitive, he would like, could go and learn more about noises. Right, right. I want to come back to Earth, but I'm not ready yet. Not ready yet. Okay. Yeah. So there you go, and um, he's not ready yet. For now. He is. 
Yeah, not right now, but it's it's strange about like reincarnation and and like when they come back. Time is so different there. So it's like when they say they're not ready yet. I mean, it could be years till he comes back, but it could also be that that he comes back sooner. We don't really know, right? Um, because things can happen in like a split instant for them, mm-hmm. and then also. There, the universe could have something set in motion that he doesn't quite know about yet. Mm-hmm. But I do know that I want to be long-legged. I don't remember what he said last time, but he almost mm. looks like someone of like a little whippet or something now. Mm. Oh, whippet. Do, do you remember what he said last time, I? I don't. I don't okay, remember because I I was just kind of focused on the sto- the whole story, which was yes. really sad. I was like kind of focused on the person more than the... yeah. I see him kind of looking like a little whippet, like yeah. still small but long legs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Anne, I hope that helps. Um, Anne's in the chat room, so uh, he was a chihuahua and pug. He said he was little. Yeah, she says he was a little nervous. In general, mm-hmm. in service in general. Okay, so okay, I hope that so helps. Um, uh, our next caller we have is Debbie, who Debbie said that she that has she talked to you before. She's from Santa Barbara. Hi. Debbie, hi. Hi. Um, I was calling about um, my other dog. You worked with Chloe. I'm calling about Ty Lee. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen a picture of her, but she's a Queensland healer mix. A blue one, so she's white with kind of black speckles all over. Okay. Um, Yeah, and she's had problems with separation anxiety, and I'm not sure exactly, like, what her problems are and, like, what I can do to help. When did they start, or has she always had them? Um, She's had them since I've gotten her, and I've had her for almost a year. In June, it will be a year. And how old is she? Um, She's two. Okay, and um, and when does she have separation anxiety, and what does she do? What does it look like? Uh, barking and whining, and it's usually when um, I if I leave with my other dog, she'll bark and whine, and I don't know if it's because I'm leaving with my other dog and not her. Okay. And then there's other times when, like, if I leave her in the car, she'll do the same thing. It's just you know, like crying out. And but she's fine if I leave her with my other dog. She's fine if you leave her with the other dog. It's just when she's alone. Yeah. And do mm-hmm. you know, does she stop after a while or does she continue? She just goes and goes. <laughs> and so when you get back, is she panting and really stressed? Yeah, panting and just, and, you know, all excited because I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Is she drooling? Not really, no. Okay, does she get this panting hot? She just works herself up so much. Yeah, okay. Because I'm trying to figure out if she settles down at all, but she doesn't. She'll go for like an hour or two hours just panting and barking and whining. Um, or do you just not leave her that I long? I mean, I haven't left her alone that long, but um, like I left her with my mom, and she does. She just goes and goes, and oh, my so mom's like. Oh, she even does it if you leave her with your mom. Yeah, and you like I would think that you know she'd be comfortable with my mom because she knows her, but no. <laughs> and that's when I had my um I had to take my other dog to the vet, so and left her with my mom, and she was just whining the whole time. She said, "Okay, so let's ask her what that's all about, and then um I can tell you some things that you can tell her too when you leave. And like separation okay. anxiety does take a little while to get under control, but it definitely is. You can definitely help them." Um, yeah. And make it go away. So, hold on, let me get her. Yeah, I get really scared. When my mom goes, my belly hurts. And then I start to see blind, like meaning she gets herself worked up. She ha- has a hard time, like, seeing clearly. I get so scared that she's going to leave me and not come back. I don't understand why I can't go with her. And so sometimes you're going places where you can't have dogs. And then sometimes why do you take your other dog and not her? 
sometimes. Yeah, it's. I usually take them both out when I go out, but yeah. sometimes, like when I'm going to the vet, I can't take. Both. Oh, okay. So let me too tell much it. of a. Yeah. <laughs> that when he's not feeling well or something, that you need to, you need to. So that's one of the things. Whenever you like, knowledge is power with them. So it's important to kind of sit them down and talk to them like they're children, but not necessarily right when you're leaving. You can do it earlier than that, like the night before or that morning and sit her down and say, I want you to know that I'm going to be leaving you in the house because I have to take your brother to the vet because he's not feeling well and it's too hard for me to take both of you. And you want to picture that in your mind. Um, and so when you stay here, you're going to stay here, and I want you to lick and yawn and blink your eyes to calm yourself. And then you can look out the window, or if you're going to leave her with your mom, you're going to say, I'm going to leave you with, with Grandma, and I want you to pay attention to her and feel good and safe with her because you're safe with Grandma. And remind her, lick and yawn and blink your eyes to calm yourself. And then say to her, when you pant and when you get really nervous, it's not good for your body. It's really, really important that you think and that you understand that I'm always going to come back. But if anything ever happened to me and I couldn't come back, my mom will know where you are and she will always come and get you. Okay. And then she says, and then I say, I'm still nervous. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she's clever. But let me, I'm going to explain. To, I'm going to ask her if anything happened to her in this. I never really needed to stay alone before. Nothing ever happened to me when I was alone. I'm just scared. And so the other thing is with Queensland Healer, like the other thing with separation anxiety is that very often, and I'm telling her as when I tell you too, is that very often it's lack of confidence, you know, like a lack of self-confidence. So what you can do to build up confidence in them is do training, so teach, sit, and down, and stay. Like agility is amazing for self-confidence. So like if you did agility training with her, because then when they're sitting home alone, they're not just thinking about you. They have all these other things that they can think about. So they can think about agility or if you go and train her in town or like you could take her to Nordstrom's and teach her how to go up the escalator. You know, she can think about other things besides just being stuck to you. And Queenslands are so intelligent that they need that. And also they need tons of exercise. Do you feel like you're giving her both of those things? Um, she gets lots of exercise. Oh, that's <laughs> Plenty. Um, we don't do too much training, but she does, you know, she listens very well. She's very well behaved. Good. Well, with any high-drive dog, you need to do lots of training because it just helps their, like, otherwise their mind gets carried away and they start thinking about other things or they start thinking about stressful things and they make up their own view of the world and that can be kind of scary. So you want to make sure that, like, you can train, like, five, ten minutes a day. Like, you don't have to go crazy, but, like, a wait before she goes through the gate or a wait before she jumps out of the car and sits and downs and stays and sort of, like, teach her a stay and while you dance around her, like, make it fun or up and over. Agility would be really good for her, too. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then also you want to make sure that you stay away from using negatives, like don't be scared, like don't be nervous, don't worry, you know, I'm not going to leave you for too long. Because when you say things like that, then you picture the nervous and you feel the nervous in your body and you, you picture the leaving her for a long time. Does that make sense? So you want to make yeah. make sure you always talk in the positive, like, be confident, be brave, I'll be back in two hours. And then when you're away, you can think about her in your mind and tell her, like, I'm driving in the car now, I'm going into the store, and she'll get that. She'll understand that, too. 
Okay. Yeah, so I would do those things and then um, and see how she does, how, if she's any different. Okay, is there anything else that she wants to tell me? She says she wants the gravy food. And then she wants to go on the walk that's around the big hill and then down to the ocean. Do you know what that is? Is that like Mora Mesa or something? Um, I don't do know. I think I did like that once. Oh, yeah, it looks like she's up there. That's what it looks like to me. Like she's up on the mesa and then she's going down that trail. You were done. We went. Um, we went walking over. You know, kind of like in the Goleta where the butterfly patches. You walk out oh, on the cliff. Oh yeah, that must be down where to the beach. It is. Yeah, she wants to go there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling okay, thank in. Thank you. Thanks, Debbie. Yeah, um, that's really important what you say about agility and especially the certain like high energy breeds, right? They need to do a lot oh. of um, training. And I noticed that even with like Ripley, she's with just Ripley? been calmer because we've been taking uh, training classes. And yesterday when my friend Lisa came over, she said, oh, what's going on with uh, Ripley? She's so calm. Is it because she's training? And I'm like, oh, I guess so. Yeah, it does. It really filters through all areas of their life. Yeah. Yeah, and and also, like, I was thinking about it earlier, too, when you were, like, saying, oh, sorry about the the bone noise on the ground, and then she moved it to the rug. Yeah. I mean, she's just listening more in general. I mean, that took a lot of thinking to actually do that. I know, because she was doing it right next to me under my feet. Yeah. Where I'm working, and then as soon as I said that, she walked over to the carpet. Yeah, she's really like, oh, I'll be helpful. Yeah. Thanks, Ripley. (laughs) And that comes from training, too, because at training, you have to be really conscious of what you're communicating to your dog, and your dog is getting treats or praise, and so they love to listen to what you're saying and doing, and then then that filters into all areas of their life. Right. If I listen to mom, it's really cool. And then they become more smart, like a lot of the animals say. The Mm -hmm. more I train, the more intelligent I become. Right. And the other thing is, um, when I go away, I always give Ripley something to do. So whether it's a Kong or a toy or, you know, a bone or something, I just, you know, when I leave, that's when I bring those special, the special toys out. And That's to so it. true. That's good. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe for the last caller, whenever she goes away and the dog is getting anxious, maybe that you give them a positive toy or something like that. Yeah, like a like one of those toys where they have to figure mm-hmm. out and it drops the meat or yeah. drops food or a Kong with peanut butter smeared in it. Yeah, exactly. So then yeah, they don't people, associate that. You know, when you leave, it's a bad thing. Right, right. Yeah, and people are always, like, so worried, like, oh, my God, she's going to be panting the whole time. And if right. you think that, they're going to pick that up. So you have to really have these positive images in your mind right. about and then do it when you're not leaving, too. Like, if you're just sitting, hanging out mm-hmm. with them, just be yeah. like, I'm so proud of you when you can stay in the house by yourself and you feel safe. Right. And yawn and blink your eyes. So we have 90 seconds. Who wants to speak real quick? One-liner. Word of Let's wisdom. Ripley. Okay, Ripley, words of wisdom. Ripley, words of wisdom, one-liner. Give it to us. Uh, the smartest thing that a dog does is listen to their people. And when people talk slower with their minds, dogs listen better. I know this because my dad is learning that. <laughs> Very true. Oh, the longer a dog is with you and you train them, the more they trust you. <laughs> well, that's it. That's all the time we have. Thanks, Ripley. Thanks to all of our listeners. Trust is important to feel safe. I got to get that one in because that one was a good one. That's a good one-liner. Um, check us out next week, thepetpsychic.com, uh, Facebook page, Pet Psychic Radio. Come check us out, and we will see you all next week, same time, same place. Thank you so much. Great show. I had lots of fun. Bye.
Bye, everyone. She can talk to the animals.